Welcome to CIO Leadership Live Canada. I'm Lee Rennick, editor of CIO.com, and I'm very excited to welcome Derek Cullen, CIO of Steichman Elliott. Thanks for joining us today, Derek. Please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your role at Steichman Elliott. Thanks, Lee. Hello, everyone. As Lee mentioned, I am currently the CIO at Steichman Elliott. Steichman is a leading law firm founded in Canada over 70 years ago, and we provide business legal services via seven offices globally. As for myself, I've been in business about 30 years, mostly mostly leadership, straight out of school, really. And um, you know, I spend a fair amount of my time championing the role of the CIO. I know we'll talk about that a little bit, and the CISO role. Uh, very similar to CIO.com and IDC, and in particular, to help with this, I serve as a director on the national board of the CIO Association of Canada. That's fantastic. Well, I really appreciate you joining us here today, Derek. Um, as you know, this series has been created to support CIOs and senior tech leaders in their business and leadership journey. So I thought we'd just get into the first question now. Can you please tell us a little bit about your own career path? You talked about it just a little bit here um, and provide some insights and tips on that road path. Are there any lessons learned that you would like to share? Well, plenty. I don't think uh, you've been around as long as I have without lots of lessons. You know, so, I mean, my career path started at a young age. I, I told a story not long ago that you know to some of my younger team members, and they didn't believe me that you know, <laughs> an IT professional my age got started in a bowling alley. Wow! Back in, back in those days, when uh, you know Pac-Man and uh, and uh, all the other video games first hit the market, that was the only place to play a video game. There were no arcades. And so that sort of sparked technology awareness in me and led to me becoming a coder and wanting to study that, you know, at a young age. And, and I really developed a passion for it. So although it's humorous, it's, it's the truth, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so it's been a long journey for me. Um, I've, I've worked in many organizations. You know, I've tried to, you know, you know, take new approaches and learn new things. It's been, a, you know, a career goal of mine to take on new challenges whenever I, I, I feel like tackled the, the current challenge. It's been fraught with failure. You know, I think we'll talk about failure and leadership a little, a little bit later. And I think failure failure is important. It's what has allowed me to grow, you know, many times over. And, and in, in essence, you know, uh, remake myself many times during my career. As I mentioned, diversity and challenges over the last 30 years and taking on new things and learning new things. For example, most recently, you know, becoming more educated in cybersecurity, like any mm. good leader in the last two to three years. And as, as you may, may know, Lee, I fancy myself as a bit of a CISO and I have a passion for it. So I've been quite excited to dive into that and rebuild myself uh, from that aspect. You know, having good mentors along the way in the last 30 years has been super important to me. And I've seen in some of your previous podcasts, some call-outs. I'm going to call out a mentor of mine, Mike Loftus, uh, who I reach out to many times in my career and, and you know, instilled in me uh, the fact that I, you know, it's important to me to mentor other folks as they evolve their careers in technology and so on. And just moving from a technologist early in my life to a leader and developing leadership skills has been the biggest part of my career in the last couple of decades and, you know, and evolving, evolving those leadership skills in myself. So it's, it's, it's been a journey where, you know, I've, I've moved from, I think, a technologist. Obviously, I'm, you know, still any CIO doesn't tell themselves as a technologist is selling themselves short, but more so than not, I think we're 
senior decision makers and leaders and strategists. That's been an evolution for them. Love it, love it. So really a continuous learning. And what I get from this is continuous learning. You know, as the industry and sector has changed, you're picking up the role of the CISO or taking on some of those initiatives to learn about it obviously mentoring and mentorship so you know having that support system around yourself throughout your career um, and then being able to share that with others i think that's so important at you know certain stages in, of your career is to be able to share with others and 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 provide that mentorship so i really really appreciate that feedback very much and sharing that and being completely transparent and honest about your journey that's amazing thank you so much um, and on that, because this builds into the next question, I wanted to chat about the shift of the CIO role. So I've been chatting, as you know, to a number of CIOs. I have had a few in the last week tell me, you know, I'm taking on, I've been asked to take on a new role. One CIO even said he's taking on the CMO role, right? Which is very interesting for me, especially. And, and another said, I'm taking on the operations role. So. You know, you are a C-suite leader at Steichman Elliott. Uh, you take a strategic leadership role and you have a seat at the leadership table. Can you talk a little bit about, a bit about the skills you bring as a leader, maybe a bit about that evolving role um, and how you place technology as part of that leadership discussion? Wow, that's a, that's a broad <laughs> question. I'll, I'll do my best. Um, yeah, you know, you hear more times than not now the in the elevation of the CIO status at the C-level suite, people talking about, you know, becoming a COO and a CEO. Mm-hmm. And I see a, a, a bit of that in my vertical, obviously being legal professional services, where I've seen CIOs become COOs in particular. I think it's naturally a good fit. Um, but again, it, it depends on the organization. So when it comes to the role of the CIO, I, I think the biggest skill set is really a CIO becomes, you know, as a role, essentially a translator. I feel like converting technology speak to business language is super important when you're, when you've been given a seat at the board, right? You need to be able to produce content and vision that's ultimately digestible and understand the people you're dealing with and speaking to across the table. So they understand the business outcomes and, and you know, you're not losing it. You're not losing the end goal in tech jargon and so on. So I think, you know, one of the one of the key features of the CIO is being you know a, a technology translator from a vision perspective to the board. I think that's super important. I think I find myself more times than not as a change agent. Mm. You know, not necessarily for the sake of change, but I think early in our careers, I don't know, I'll speak for myself. You know, we implement change often for the sake of change because a vendor tells us to, or Gartner tells us to, and so on. And I think as a change agent. I, I, you know, really focus on the business needs, like from a business achievements perspective, you know, what technology change is going to help them achieve their outcomes. And I, I think that's important as a change agent to represent all of your technology decisions that way, you know, then having those board discussions or their senior leadership discussions. Mm. I think a lot of people talk about transformation. I think CIOs must be the leader of transformation. And in saying that, it's about identifying major initiatives and sharing technology assists, again, the business. Make sure the business is maintaining competitiveness competitiveness with their peers uh, out in the market. And I think technology can swing that in one direction. You know, if you, if you can help a lawyer, for example, deliver content or product for its clients in a more timely manner, 
you're putting yourself yourself one step ahead of the competition. I think technology needs to be seen as an enabler that way. And a CIO can be seen as an enabler and owning those types of transformations. Um, and, you know, and, and I guess in saying that, it's really important that as a CIO, I find it's, you know, it's, it's a big learning curve. For me, it's taken a while to ensure that you're operating at the strategic level with, with your executives and your clients and you're seeing to be representing technology strategy for your firm or your organization. And you can't do that without the right team. You right. know, uh, we've all we've all grown up in technology with our share of firefighting hmm. and building that trusted team, that family with the right leaders in place to support you. And of course, hopefully you have a succession plan in place so the right leaders can succeed you in your role. I think building that team and trusting that team is essential to working at the strategy level with your executives. I think that's important as a CIO. It's all about your team. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think, I think, I mean, I think that wraps it up. I think those are all important parts of the equation when it comes to, you know, getting a seat at the table and, 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 and representing the, the CIO as, as a role and, and being a trusted advisor for your board and your executives. That is, that's really impactful. Thank you for sharing that. And what I get from it is that, you know, you, you build a great team. You have a lot of, I think, you know, what I'm hearing from other CIOs is a lot of transparency around technology. Like te- technology is driving the business in a lot of cases. So, you know, really understanding and being transparent with what you can offer to help accelerate and working with those other areas of the business. Like you mentioned, you know, helping support a lawyer being more efficient in the output of their work is key. And then that last p- bit that you layer on top, which is really building those great teams. I think, um, you know, Gret gives us a great lead into our next question, um, which is around talent. And, um, you know, we know in Canada right now, anyway, there's still a talent shortage uh, in the tech industry. And tech retention is really so key right now. Can you talk a little bit about designing a work culture that supports talent retention and your teams? Yeah, it's a little bit of an unfair question for me because I, you know, I came having been, a, you know, a technology leader in many different organizations. I'm a little spoiled here at Stegman Elliott because Stegman, you know, had a, a really great culture mm. uh, before I got here. As a matter of fact, I remember being sold during my interview on the fact that Stegman was really a family environment and a family culture. And, uh, of course, I was a little skeptical, having been a number many times in a lot of the large organizations I've worked for, and and it didn't take long for me to realize that 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 was the case. So for me, it's been more a challenge of maintaining and tweaking and improving the culture more more so than than creating it, right? Mm -hmm. So... Um, many of the people on my team, when I got here, and, and, and you know, I'm still here, they've been here 10 to 20 years. Right. So, so you know, they were very helpful in, in embedding me into the culture. It took, it took me quite a bit of time to, to understand the culture and embed myself and, and you know, reshape my way of, of, of thinking, even from a, from a leadership perspective. Mm. And it really is like a big family here. Like, we work hard and we play hard. And it really has, you know, built a sense of a trust system between leadership and employees and managers and team members. And, uh, you know, we have a leadership style here where everyone's expected to roll up their sleeves and lead by example. Uh, and that really, that really works well here. Um, I think, 
um, you know, when it comes to retention, um, I never want to lose an employee over salary or job mobility. Um, so I, I personally, and Stegman affords me this, I, you know, I, I, I put together, you know, an agenda for myself every year to make sure that I have X number of opportunities where employees can job shadow. They can move to lateral positions and learn new trades. I have people move from infrastructure into security. I have people move from boardroom technology into desk side support. And of course, we have succession planning all through the organization, right? So um, during my tenure, managers have become directors, directors have become CIOs, uh, you know, level three support people have become team leads. Mm-hmm. And it's not just it's not just that succession planning, but it's enabling everyone to have the proper training uh, to be able to be successful in those roles. So I think, again, you know, I, you know the management style here, all of us roll up our sleeves. Everyone works very hard and we, we play very hard. I could talk to you about the whirlwind tour I just went on to go see my team out west and some of the fun we had. I think it's super important to just stop the clock once in a while and talk about each other's families and how things are going. Mm-hmm. Again, so I think we have we you know we have a culture that I walked into here that I've tried hard to maintain. Now, of course, everyone's facing the same scenario where we have this new hybrid workforce. How do we maintain that closeness with our team and that culture? And, uh, you know, I think we're all struggling with that, but we need to be creative and find new ways. And, uh, you know, I I think if you keep looking for those new ways to stay close and tight and build those levels of trust and strong collaboration amongst your team and really doing what's right, the bottom line is doing what's right. Mm -hmm. When you see see someone on the team has had a stellar year, you need to be in an environment and a culture where you can recognize people for that. So I, I think it's still a work in motion with, with, with this whole hybrid work scenario between home and office, but my fingers are crossed that we can, we can keep that wonderful culture that we built here. That's amazing. I was just thinking while you were saying that as a leader coming into a new organization, you always have to try and figure out the culture. I mean, a lot of organizations have a plan in place and they onboard you, but for you, it sounds like it was, you know, whoa, this is this is amazing family style culture. Okay, so now how am I going to implement and work within that and, and really make sure my team feels that way? But I do love what you said about planning and having a plan. So, you know, a lot of CIOs ask that question. It sounds like you've implemented and put together a plan to make sure you know where all your staff are at so that if they are looking to improve their careers, they have that opportunity. You know, if they're looking to take a course or learn something or upskill, you've got, they potentially have that opportunity. So I like that as part of um, what what you're talking about as far as uh, supporting your talent. So I thank you for that. Well, the next question I wanted to talk about is networking because um, you are very busy networking a lot and doing volunteer work. Um, I see that, you know, you're very involved in many events. You support many events. You're supporting us here today, having this interview. You also mentioned that you sit on the national board of the CIO Association of Canada. So could you just, could we talk a little bit about the importance of networking as a senior tech leader and, and how that provides support for you in your role? Yeah, I mean, this is a, a bit of a funny backstory. Um, having worked at many banks, you know, and been in senior leadership roles, we never really had like a forum mm. uh, to reach out and talk about, you know, what challenges we're sharing and how we tackle similar problems. And I felt very lucky when I became a CIO at a law firm in particular because there was a, a network I stepped into of 
of legal firm CIOs that very quickly I was able to tap into and really help me in the role of CIO at a law firm with some of my challenges to find out what other people were doing in, the, yeah. you know, in their spaces. And I found that very valuable from a learning curve perspective for me. And, uh, you know, a couple of years in, I, I decided I wanted to take that a little bit further. So I thought, you know, everyone here is pretty cooperative in terms of information sharing, even though we're competitors. Um, you know, what's what, what else is happening outside of the, the, the legal vertical? And I very quickly, um, you know, researched and, and stumbled across the CIO Association of Canada and other great, you know, venues for CIO collaboration, such as CIO.com and IDC, the Avantas and CIO Toronto and CDM Media, all kinds of great organizations out there where you get the opportunity to network with other CIOs and meet CIOs. So as for the importance for me as a CIO, first, the, the learning to be achieved, you know, in terms of building your network with other CIOs, and you can never know enough. You can never be a senior as you might think you are to not learn from someone else, you know, who's been there and done that or has a different viewpoint. So I, I, from a learning perspective and a growth perspective from my career, it's super valuable to me. And it was very, you know, it was a very selfish endeavor for me, uh, you know, to get involved in these types of organizations. Um, you know, I, I think these organizations, as we mentioned before, they, they have a lot more to offer just, you know, aside from networking, for example, mentoring programs. Mm -hmm. So not only have I established a mentor for myself, but I, I, you know, was a mentor for someone. And I found it quite rewarding, actually, in the last two years, I mentored a senior director who was able to um, successfully obtain a CIO job. So that was, like, really rewarding for me. So it's both rewarding and advantageous for me to learn from other folks who have you know, been in the business longer than I have, or maybe had a greater scope of a role from a C-level perspective. So I just find it immensely valuable from a learning curve perspective, whether, you know, and I also find when, you know, when vendors uh, come together and uh, are injected into the circle, uh, you know, with the CIO discussion, I think vendors find it immensely valuable too, mm. because getting direct, honest, consolidated feedback in one place. So I think it's not only advantageous for us, but it's advantageous for our partners. Right. And I'll, and I'll say, um, you know, when you, when you, when you, when you get to the director level in technology or the CIO level, um, I, I firmly believe you're not going to find your next job on Indeed or LinkedIn as good as those platforms are. I, I feel again, um, selfishly that you're, you know, you become only as good as your network and who knows you. Yes. So I think building that network would be difficult without these CIO associations or, mm -hmm. and, and these CIO event um, platforms. Mm -hmm. And I, I think just from a career perspective, aside from learning, but from a career growth and next steps and career path, uh, it's really the only way to, you know, to forge that path and find your next uh, challenge. Love it. Yeah. And I, I remember being on a round table with a vendor who asked, you know, about a specific question. There were 12 or 15, about 12 CIOs on that round table call and asked a specific question. I was completely shocked at the answer it was like, okay, I'm after I hang up this call, I'm going to go back and tell my team, you know, X, Y, Z. So hugely insightful for the vendors. And I think from, you know, the CIO perspective, like you say, there's the opportunity to learn 
Um, you know, we have a crisis in the sector, you know, there's, if you have that team or of people around you that you constantly have the opportunity to network with, then you can reach out to them and get support and advice and, and help, which I think is fantastic. And certainly we try and do it from our end, from an editorial perspective in talking to people like you about your own career journey and, and, and providing us with these kind of tips today. So thank you, Derek, so much. I really appreciate you joining me here today. Uh, it was very insightful and very great. Um, if anybody on this is interested in viewing this interview or others, please head over to CIO.com where you'll find this and other outstanding content for the senior tech leader. Thanks again, Derek. Thank you very much, Lee. It's been a pleasure.